This is the Create Love, Create Freedom podcast. My name is Allison Fisher, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about healthy bonds um, that we form in relationships, and we're going to be talking about trauma bonds that we form in relationships. So let's look first at some of the characteristics of both trauma bonds versus um, healthy bonds or healthy love. So in a trauma bond relationship, you may see a few of these. Uh, The relationship starts with instant attraction and irresistible chemistry. The relationship is highly physical and sexual. The relationship cycles through extreme highs and lows. Um, Important conversations are avoided in the relationship. And the relationship feels like an addiction that you are powerless to quit. In healthy bonds, um, in relationships, the relationship starts with attraction and curiosity that builds over time. The connection is physical, sexual, emotional, and intellectual. The relationship is stable and based on mutual respect. Important conversations are a priority in this type of relationship. And the relationship feels like an honor and a privilege and a choice rather than kind of an addiction that you're powerless to quit. So I think it's really important to take a look first when we're talking about trauma bond relationships. Um, The trauma that we can endure uh, can start in childhood. Um, We talk frequently on this podcast about attachment style, um, particularly insecure attachment, whether that's anxious attachment, um, avoidant attachment or disorganized attachment. And I think that it's important to kind of understand where you are at in that space, because if you did not attach securely as a child, you can often come across uh, future relationships that have a trauma bond feel to them. Um, this is not always the case. I mean, certainly people who are securely attached can um, enter into relationships with someone who's maybe not as securely attached or um, who's deeply insecure. Um, and again, it can feel like a trauma bond relationship. Um, one does not have to be, quote, like fully healed, right? I'm not even sure that that's something that we can we can do. Healing is a journey. Um, or we're constantly learning about ourselves, but we can enter into relationships saying, yeah, you know, like, you know, for me personally, um, I definitely um, was anxiously attached as a child. And it was really helpful to work through that anxious attachment so that I could um, kind of break the cycle of trauma bond relationships and move into much healthier relationships. And I think most people um, know what it's like to be in 
and perhaps to leave an unhealthy relationship. Um, what I think is really important though is it's really important to recognize when that's happening in the here and the now. Um, because what I've personally found, especially with two people who maybe are working on their healing or one person who's working on their healing, healing in an anxious or avoidant uh, or disorganized attachment style can be that it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, just reading the kind of the differences between the trauma bond and the healthy love, um, you know, reflecting back on some of uh, my relationships. And again, uh, these don't just have to be intimate relationships, but they can also be relationships with uh, parents or friends or colleagues um, at work. I can definitely see where in my last intimate relationship, there was a bit of both. Um, maybe it wasn't as excessive on the highs and the lows. Um, it wasn't always like a really deep addiction, um, but there was still a little bit of that. And, you know, I working on our healing can really help us um, move forward, but it can also really help us recognize in the here and now, whether or not that's happening in one of our current relationships. And I think the big driver behind trauma bonding compared to a healthy relationship is that the trauma bond feels dramatic, uh, like really dramatically exciting. And I think that a lot of times, especially if we've had uh, wounds, unhealed wounds from our past or current trauma, um, trauma that we haven't healed, that kind of anxiety from the trauma bond relationship is really being mistaken for healthy love. Uh, this was definitely true for me in one very particular and one uh, probably the the only like really bad relationship I've ever been in. I thought at the time that it was magical and it was happy and um, it was really exceptional love. And in fact, it was so far on the trauma bond side of things that, you know, um, after it ended, it kind of smacked me in the face a bit when I when I realized that. So I think it's really important when we can begin to notice this within our relationships and then, you know, make a very aware decision as to what to do, how to proceed, um, how to maybe talk to that person and see if they're willing to do some work on themselves as well as the relationship. So let's talk a little bit about why trauma bonds happen. In a trauma bonded relationship, the extreme highs and lows might be, um, as we talked about before, really a, a replication of an experience had in childhood. Um, it could have been an experience that was modeled for you by your parents, or it could have been the way that your parents interacted with you kind of left that, you know, kind of traumatic experience, those kinds of wounds that really kind of showed the extreme highs and lows in, in a relationship. 
um, maybe a parent or other significant person you were trusting um, of or needed to be attached to um, really kind of went hot or cold, um, kind of at a moment's notice. And your nervous system has really begun to see this as normal. Um, it's one of the reasons why people who are anxiously or avoidantly attached can sometimes feel um, like a healthy relationship is either a boring relationship or not a self uh, safe relationship, often because they haven't kind of identified the fact that this was programmed into them as a child as being very normal. Um, this is the way that love was. And so it it takes some kind of awakening from us to kind of say, ooh, wait a minute, um, that that wasn't normal. And so I've got to work on regulating my nervous system. And all of those unconscious kind of cues given off by a seemingly normal person, but someone that was really deeply wounded, um, is really firing up the same parts of our brain that were activated in childhood when we mistakenly thought that this, that, that the, the trauma bonding, the hot and the cold, the highs and the lows were really what healthy love was. So those most common to find themselves, um, often, um, unknowingly in a trauma bond are those that maybe had some unstable beginnings, right? Or again, some, maybe, maybe some trauma in the home, um, some wounds that their parents hadn't healed, or again, um, parents who were very, um, insecurely attached as children themselves. And they find themselves really drawn to people with the same kinds of issues and challenges. It might look a little bit different, but I think that someone who's drawn, you know, who has experienced that in childhood is really drawn to those kinds of people who can give them those same highs and lows in their adult relationships. Um, not because they really like the person, um, but because, or, or love the person, but because drama or turbulence, um, is really all that they know when it comes to relationships, the relationship foundation needs to kind of be dismantled and then rebuilt. So once in a trauma bonded relationship, the same issues that they experienced when they were young really happen over and over again. So it becomes a pattern, right? Uh, maybe one person is very attentive, uh, excuse me, inattentive or unreliable, or perhaps their partner isn't able to be self-reliant and they're unable to meet their own needs or anyone else's, including the partners in the relationship. Um, I think the big clue when it comes to whether or not you are in a trauma bonded relationship is the electric chemistry feeling. So it's, it's a feeling, right? And we all enjoy chemistry between two people 
But in a trauma bonded relationship, it's the electric chemistry feeling that isn't backed up by a deep sense of perpetual safety, security and stability. So, so that's a very distinct indication, right? And it's a very important reminder to us as we're in relationships. Chemistry is wonderful. Um, attraction is wonderful. And it's absolutely necessary. But the difference between being attracted to someone in a healthy relationship where you feel safe, where you feel heard, where there's consistency and stability All of that is the opposite in the trauma bond. Oh, you still feel the intense chemistry, but it's not backed up by a continual feeling of safety. There's again, there's a lot of highs and lows, ups and downs, whether that be um, physically feeling safe, sexually feeling safe, um, but definitely emotionally, mentally, um, and psychologically feeling safe. Um, feeling stable, feeling secure. And so for those of us who did not attach securely in in uh, childhood, um, the healthy relationship can often feel very boring to us. And this really creates this roller coaster experience. Um, you know, where we in the trauma bonded relationship, we don't know where the next turn will be, right? The next up or down. And when things are good, we're on a really big high. And when things are low, it's so incredibly low. But then we get that high again. And then we hit a low and we know the high is going to be coming. And, you know, that's kind of why I said um, a little bit ago, the relationship feels like an addiction, and you're, you feel very powerless to quit it because in childhood, if you were exposed to those kinds of highs and lows around your parents, around other family members, um, even as adults, you know, a sibling that has relationships like that, um, a really close friend, you, yes, you model that same um, kind of relationship, but then it becomes a pattern. So when you can't get those highs and lows from one person, moving on to the next relationship, after being very kind of um, emotionally battered in in the relationship, and then you move on to the next one, and you're seeking out those same characteristics and attributes um, emotionally in another person. In a healthy relationship, while there certainly are going to be challenges, um, challenges with communication, uh, challenges that life throws at you, there's no reliance on the relationship to validate your self-worth or for your partner to validate their self-worth. And that's a really good indicator of how to heal a trauma bond or for me personally, um, after the kind of one relationship that I had that was deeply uh, entrenched in a trauma bond, you know, I took a break and um, took a took a while to heal. Um, it was actually over the course of a few years. And I really had to focus on the self-worth. I really had to focus on creating an authentic um, 
kind of confidence in myself, not the one that I really put in place that was kind of a fake it till you make it. Um, and in doing so, I really had to take responsibility for all aspects of my life, including my healing, healing the trauma, healing the wounds from childhood. So again, moving forward, I'm able to now build healthier relationships, even though, of course, there will always be challenges in relationships. And challenges are actually a way to strengthen relationships. Um, But I don't need another person to validate my self-worth, at least most of the time. I mean, I know that we can all get down a little bit, and it's really nice to have someone who will um, verbally affirm us or uh, affirm us in other ways and just really be there and support us and have our back and whatnot. But that's different than needing all of our self-worth to come from that person, for them to give it to us, to fill us up as if we're kind of like um, a glass, right? Or a pitcher that needs to be filled with something. We do that on our own. So instead of two people bringing their own sense of um, love, worthiness, and security, and have it mirrored back to them um, by the other person, um, this is definitely the healthy relationship, right? You're bringing your own sense of self-love, your own worthiness, your own security, and then It's an exchange of energy. You give and you receive from the other person. And the more each individual loves themselves, each person in the relationship loves themselves, the greater the health of the relationship. Um, You know, and sometimes it's still okay to end, you know, it's certainly still okay to end healthy relationships where, you know, maybe you're mismatched in some way. Um, maybe uh, there's some things that uh, don't work out at the moment. But when you leave that relationship, and here's another key that I certainly use to determine whether, you know, kind of the the level of health of, of the relationship I've left is whether or not I question my self-worth. Um, the last relationship I left, although there were some confusing aspects of it, my self-worth was intact. And I I think that that's something very specific to pay attention to. And from the relationship previous to that one, where my self-worth was in tatters, I see that I'm progressing and moving forward. I see my healing, even through the ending of a relationship. I think another aspect to pay very close attention to in a healthy relationship where there's a healthy bond, there's really no such thing as hiding away from difficult conversations. Um, con- I read a book um, called Fierce Conversations, and in it, the author really talked about having um, those deep kinds of conversations, right? The conversation is the relationship. And by being willing to have the more difficult conversations and as two partners really 
learning and looking for outside knowledge and advice when it comes to, hey, how do we have a healthy fight? How do we disagree about certain things? Um, How do we do so in a healthy way that only builds the relationship and moves it forward, which healthy conflict can certainly do so. But that's a, a relationship where you aren't hurling insults and where the goal isn't to simply be right. The goal is to um, repair, heal the relationship. Um, uh, Dr. John Gottman talks often about the fact that you're never, most likely you're not going to solve the problem. Like if both of you are coming at uh, the problem or the issue from two different sides, you're not necessarily going to convince convince the other person. And the problem may come up again, right? You're not going to solve every single problem. But at the same time, you can say, hey, I respect your opinion on that. I think very differently. How can we come to something that's more of middle of the road? Again, that's that's wanting to repair the relationship. Um, and then approaching it with bids for connection. And I definitely think that a bid for connection in the relationship is definitely um, connecting through conversation and by being willing to have the harder conversations. Um, when we're able to really have those harder conversations, there's really a sense of safety within the relationship. That can't be the, you know, that's not the only aspect of safety, right? Um, there's certainly time spent together and um, a myriad of other ways, you know, financially safe, um, you know, whatnot. But when someone feels that they can bring up a topic, a hard topic, um, that really also shows that the relationship um, has a healthy bond versus a, a trauma bond. And also in healthy relationships, there's a willingness to let the other person be both independent and interdependent. Um, also just simply dependent. There are times when we need to go out and do our thing in the world. There are times in our day. And then there are also other times in our day where we may need to be dependent on somebody for a little bit. We may need to say, hey, you know, I I need you for this thing. Um, this thing happened today. Can we talk about this? Or I, I'm going to need a little extra love. I'm going to need a little extra attention, something like that, um, for that day. And I think that, you know, it's, really important to really know when your partner is asking for a bid for connection, is wanting uh, to have a need met in some sort of way. Um, And then being able to meet that need for that person, but also knowing in a healthy relationship that it's not just one-sided. At some point, they are going to be dependent on you and they are going to need you to meet a need for them. And you're going to need to need to uh, do the same in, in return. And that's really that dependence and interdependence, right? 
there are levels of being dependent on someone that aren't, that aren't bad, um, that aren't, um, kind of from that trauma bonding place, the trauma bonding place of, uh, independence or dependence is really codependency, right? That's certainly a term that we, we talk a lot about, which is again, that kind of clinging to somebody needing to be filled. You, you need them to not just care for you, right? But to solve a problem completely. Um, you need that emotional uh, connection and it's, it's not from uh, a very healthy place. So when we talk about kind of knowing whether or not you are in a relationship with a trauma uh, that has a trauma bond, I think it's important to ask yourself how safe you feel with a person. If the relationship makes you feel really anxious, um, I think it's important to know that this is often mistaken for excitement, right? Then you may wish to, you know, really kind of dive deep into that and say, wait a second, am I constantly anxious? Am I constantly on edge? Or I think the opposite is also true, constantly kind of wanting to push the person away. Um, that can also kind of show that there are some things about the relationship that um, perhaps need some work and really kind of listen to some of those signs that are coming up for you. I think another um, kind of way of knowing whether or not you're in a trauma bond relationship is that sometimes boundaries are breached. Now, even in healthy relationships, sometimes boundaries can be breached, but then you remind the person, you talk about it, and they they accept that, they, you know, maybe apologize for, hey, you know, stepping over a boundary of yours, whatnot. The conflict leads to something good. Um, generally, in a trauma-bonded relationship, when there's a boundary, um there will generally be some attacking, right? Saying that the boundary is unfair or um, you you compromise your boundary in order to get love from that person. And so I think that, um, again, that's that's just a really another kind of big indicator. If you're constantly kind of feeling like you're giving up your power or there's kind of a power leak in the relationship, then that can really indicate that there's a trauma bond. And, um, you know, if your boundaries are constantly being overstepped or you're willing to forego your boundaries. And so, you know, again, I just wanted to kind of remind that 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 attraction that we feel for others it's really important to have but in a healthy relationship there's a lot beyond just simply the attraction um it is a curiosity it's learning about a person over time yes there is deep connection uh physical sexual um, but there's also emotional and intellectual uh, connection as well. Um, 
there aren't extreme highs and lows in the, in the healthy relationship. And there are in the trauma bonded relationship. Um, and the, the, in a healthy relationship, you have a sense of pride, you have a sense of privilege. Um, you consistently choose that person. Um, you don't, you don't have a problem putting them first from time to time, uh, when they need that, um, versus the trauma bond relationship, which really feels like an addiction. And it feels like an addiction that you have to kind of keep coming back to time and time again. So I hope that this was a helpful discussion for you about the differences between trauma bonding versus um, healthy bond in relationships. Um, We are uh, this month, uh, August in our members club, we are discussing um, healing our inner child and healing our inner child. And and those, those deep wounds that we have can be very helpful for us to be able to more quickly recognize whether or not we're in a trauma bonded relationship um, or whether or not we are in a healthy relationship. And then we can kind of make a decision whether or not we want to continue that relationship or uh, remove ourselves from it. So if you are interested in taking a deeper look at um, your attachment styles, how you attach as children, as well as um, healing your inner child and those wounds that have happened, uh, you know, within your inner child, um, through your childhood and that carry over into adulthood, um, please take some time and go over to um, our Instagram page, which is Create Love Freedom. You can click on the link in our bio and take a look at the members club. Um, Each month we have videos as well as a workbook on a new topic. And like I said, August is healing your inner child. Um, So please go over and take a look at that if you are interested in doing some deeper healing for yourself. Until next time.